At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here you are. It is hour number two of the early line live right here on this Thursday on Sports Grid. He is Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. Hour number two, entering week number two of the NFL regular season in 2023. Donnie, it starts tonight in Philadelphia. The Eagles welcome in the Minnesota Vikings. Will we see primetime Kirk Cousins against the Birds tonight? How will Philly look in week number two after a disappointing second half against New England, but still a victory on the road to open up their 2023 campaign? Donnie will continue to break down the Thursday night opener of week number two and what it means for this National Football League season. DRS, we still got two more hours live right here on this Thursday on TEL. Look at, that. Look at the countdown right now. Shouldn't that yeah. be a little bit less there? But no, look, maybe only four hours today. If you want to extend this to a four-hour broadcast where we just go all Eagles the rest of the way, I mean, I'm here for it. We get, can we take phone calls? Can we get, like, producers yeah. on the air giving their picks as well? We got a whole smorgasbord well, here. Let's do it. Yeah. DRS, we don't want to run off the air newswire. So, Brett Levy, if you're listening, I think you just found yourself a co-host from the 11 mm. to noon hour. That will be Donnie Wrightside. That is where DRS can step up. We'll have Craig Mish on our show in hour number three, the daily bases all around Major League Baseball. That season coming to a close. The NFL season entering week number two just getting underway. But, Donnie, last night it was the postseason. The playoffs have begun in the WNBA. We welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of three, live right here on the early line on this Thursday. Sirius XM, channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All of our other radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. He's Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. DRS this year in the W has been a story of super teams. The Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty the defending champs Las Vegas in action last night we'll look at that game in a moment but DRS all year long the Connecticut Sun the only other team in the WNBA outside of New York and Las Vegas to win more than 25 games has been trying to say hey hey look at us we're not a bad basketball club either and Connecticut made a statement to start off the opening game of their postseason a 30 point win for the Sun over the Lynx last night at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut 90 to 60 DRS the final they cover as an eight and a half point favorite and Donnie you brought this up yesterday still a best of three in the opening round here in the WNBA playoffs where if we were going to see upsets even the favorite side now behind the eight ball on the brink of elimination Connecticut left no doubt a 30 point victory again easily covering as an eight and a half point favorite yeah, Bonner led the way, 17, 15, and 6. But also, when you take a look at sometimes in the blowouts, isn't it usually easier to score in the fourth quarter? You could tell the Sun were absolutely locked in on defense. Look at the fourth quarter, 21 to 8. They didn't even get the double-digit points here for the Lynx. That's a good performance. And also keep in mind, Ben, when you're taking a look at these are short series, you don't want to waste any basketball games. Save your yeah. energy. Put these teams away you're supposed to put away. And certainly the Sun did that with the Lynx last night. 
Connecticut entered as a minus 590 outright favorite to win the series. They're now up one game to none, one victory away from advancing to the semifinals in the WNBA postseason. It's a minus 2,000 price. Game number two, DRS, not until Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, really extending oh. this opening round series. What? The Sun, a nine-and-a-half point favorite at home against the Lynx. That's interesting no games today we got two more tomorrow on a friday that we'll look at in just a moment but one other game to open up the playoffs in the w last night the reigning wmba champion las vegas aces also almost winning by 30 28 that deciding margin 87 59 for the aces over the sky in viva las vegas even the aces drs cruising to a cover as a 16 and a half point favorite donnie before the game las vegas was a minus 8,000 series outright favorite now they take that 1-0 series lead the odds are no longer available on the FanDuel sportsbook even before the game donnie las vegas was minus 650 to sweep win two games to none those odds no longer there las vegas also making a statement as they try to defend their wba championship trying to become the first back-to-back -back winners i believe in league history and by the way, I, I like to be commissioners, Ben, of all sports here, because I do think I can improve them here. As I said yesterday, I don't like the WNBA going into the early parts of September because all eyes are focused here on the NFL. So what does the WNBA schedule makers do? You know it's perfect to get the most visibility, Ben? Let's wait a little bit and then grab your first tip-off Sunday at 1 p.m. Do you know what else starts Sunday at 1 p.m.? Yeah, that's the NFL. So I'm waiting for you to tell me when this Aces blow out the sky that their next game is going to be on Monday night at 8 p.m. so they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Monday night football, which actually has a double header on Monday night here. It's about maximum visibility. What are they doing here? You're trying to showcase the game, but yet you're going to put the second game of a playoff series with the Sun right against NFL kickoff. Doesn't make any sense to me, but by the way, the yeah. Aces, easy victory over the sky. They're looking to do the same thing is look put these teams away early don't stress about these first round games keep it moving forward but the WNBA not doing themselves any favors here Ben by the way not the first repeat champions in the history of the W the Houston Comets my apologies for straight from 97 the opening year of the league through 2000 the up, Sparks 2000 and 2002 DRS I'm surprised you didn't correct me as a historian of all things basketball but the first back-to-back -back champs at least since 2002 in WNBA postseason history DRS the Aces last night led by reigning WNBA MVP Asia Wilson she had 14 points under her points prop, but this group of four DRS, Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, Chelsea Gray, has to lead the way for Las Vegas. They thought Candace Parker was going to provide some depth to this already championship roster. She's been dealing with injuries. A lot will rely on this group of four DRS, especially in consideration and comparison against the New York Liberty, the other super team. The Aces entered the postseason a minus 140 45 odds on favorite to win the title five cents of movement in their favor after a resounding 28 point victory drs in their opening playoff game they're now minus 150 to win the WNBA championship the liberty the second best price plus 165 and by the way, take a look at these games here with blowouts. Always the toughest thing when you're talking about prop bets and going over your points prop total. Sometimes you lose that late third quarter and fourth quarter with those blowouts. Something to keep an eye on here. But moving forward, I think we're trying to find out here. Let's get the aces. Let's get the liberty. Let's see that NBA, WNBA championship. It's coming. It looks yeah. like it's coming here, but just a little bit further to go. That's where the odds still stack up. I mentioned the Sun trying to say, hey, we're not all that far off. Well, from the odds component, Connecticut 14 to 1. The Liberty, we have a doubleheader of playoff action tomorrow on a Friday. New York DRS, only a nine and a half point favorite at home against the Washington Mystics. The Sticks entered the year with the third best price behind the two super teams to win a WNBA championship. Washington, a disappointing regular season. Can they find something here in the playoffs? Dunny leads a college football conversation next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hour number two of the early line, certainly in full effect. I'm Donnie Wrightside. He's Ben Stevens. we got a lot of football to talk about and primarily spending it on the NFL so far, and rightfully so, with the monster game in Philadelphia tonight. Amazon Prime edition of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings, but there is a college football card this weekend. Look, we might have to have those primetime matchups that we anticipate, Ben. They're coming down the line, but still a lot of things we need to work through here. And if we take a look right off the bat, a noon kickoff in the Big Ten. It's Penn State. It's Illinois. Handicap this game at minus 14 and a half across the board here at the FanDuel Sportsbook and a total of 48 and a half. If we're starting with this game here, what can we anticipate out of both sides here? Because from my perspective, Penn State is almost like that forgotten team of the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, it's Michigan. Oh, yeah, it's Ohio State. But Penn State has legitimate talent and playoff aspirations, which only can continue, Ben, if they win games like going on the road to Champaign. And unlike those other two Big Ten foes, DRS, Penn State is one of just 12 teams in the country to be booked as a favorite in every one of their games so far this year. That's twice. Notre Dame has done it three times to cover as the favorite. It's a big spread. It's north of two touchdowns, 14 and a half in favor of the Nittany Lions with a relatively small total than DRS in comparison, 48 and a half. Donnie, last year, Illinois was the best scoring defense in all of college football, allowing just 12.3 points per game. But they lost so much talent from the back end of that defense. Sidney Brown, Quan Martin as their safeties, and then Devin Witherspoon, who was the fifth overall pick, one of the best cornerbacks in all of CFB a year ago, obviously now playing for the Seahawks in the National Football League. They also lost their defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, who is the head coach currently at Purdue and we have seen that regression for Illinois Donnie allowing a ton of points in each of their opening two matchups the Illini surviving against Toledo courtesy of a game-winning field goal nearly as time expired in the opener 30 to 28 becoming nowhere close to covering and Toledo's team total was 17 and a half the Rockets flying over that and last week DRS if you look at the final score against Kansas it might be a little bit closer than you expect but the Jayhawks were in control of that football game before Illinois racked up a couple of touchdowns late to make it a little bit more interesting. But again, Kansas was able to take advantage and exploit some deficiencies defensively for the Illini. I look at this game in two ways, DRS. Penn State laying 14 and a half is a little bit too much for me. So I'm going to look team total for Illinois. The Nittany Lions, I think, are by far the superior defense in this matchup. Maybe keeping the Illini under that number. Or you look at Penn State's team total 30 and a half if Illinois can take advantage of Penn State's defense on the other side. The Nittany Lions have been great offensively this year. It's Drew Aller's show now. One of the highest QBRs in all of the Big Ten. And I expect Katron Allen, a rushing yards prop of 63 and a half to go over that number. He's actually been the best back this year in front of Nicholas Singleton, but a two-headed monster there for Penn State. And Donnie, before we move on, let's remark on history in this series matchup. The last time we ever saw Penn State and Illinois in a football game was October of 2021. 
one in-state college Pennsylvania inside Happy Valley. A nine-overtime game between Penn mm-hmm. State and Illinois. The longest ever FBS game in the history of college football. 20-18, to 18, Illinois pulled off the upset as a 24-and-a-half point underdog. DRS, I would be remiss if I did not remark on history the last time we saw these two Big Ten foes face off. Big picture time with Big Ten, Ben. If we look over here, Michigan on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 130 to win the conference. Ohio State, plus 220. Penn State, plus 450. Then you see it leveling out there. Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Has anything changed your opinion, Ben, from opening kickoff of the season till now with these Big Ten standings, or at least I should say the odds standings at the FanDuel Sportsbook? No, DRS, because entering this year, I picked Penn State to win the Big Ten Conference. I picked Penn State, of course, to then triumph over both the Wolverines and the Buckeyes in the Big Ten East because of the talent that James Franklin and his organization have this season. I think this program is as talented as we have seen in the last half decade in Happy Valley. And DRS, if anything, I feel even more confident. Ohio State's offense has been lackluster. Michigan, you're not really going to get a true picture right now with how easy the non-conference slate is so I still feel confident in where Penn State is and again plus 450 for the Nittany Lions to win the conference championship DRS in the nine-year history of the college football playoff that has coincided with the Big Ten going to the East versus the West the East champion has always won the Big Ten championship on that opening Saturday in Indianapolis in the month of December I still feel that way about the Nittany Lions plus 450 especially DRS that the West, the Big Ten West, a combination now of those seven teams over there with an eight and six, eight and six record, excuse me, to start off this year. There you go. And let's take a look out on the West Coast here. If we're looking at the Pac-12 after dark, you know what you're getting? Colorado and Colorado State. Let's be honest with ourselves. If Deion Sanders never actually shows up in Boulder, Colorado, this game is a footnote here. But you know how big it's getting with Colorado right now? All the attention. You go to the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. You go look at college football. There is a tab that just says Colorado. It is amazing yep. how much eyeballs now and how much fun we are having with the Buffaloes. They sit as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite over Colorado State, a total of 16-and-a-half. All eyes on Colorado. Now that you start to turn into maybe the hunted team, how do we react to Colorado? Easy blowout victory this weekend. Eyes on the horizon with much bigger challenges. Talk to me, Colorado State and Colorado. DRS, you mentioned the much bigger challenges. The first time we're really going to see the Buffs challenge, I thought it was going to be Nebraska last weekend. Hand up. I was incredibly incorrect. Is next weekend in Eugene. Currently, the Buffs a 14-and-a-half point underdog against Oregon and those Ducks. But here, 23-and-a-half in favor of the Buffaloes. DRS, you could make an argument that every game so far here in the non-conference slate for Colorado deserves the notoriety it has received. The opener against the reigning national runner-ups in TCU in Colorado makes a statement to open up the season. The renewal of a Big 8 rivalry against Nebraska in the home opener of the prime era under Deion Sanders in Boulder. And now a rivalry for the 92nd all-time meeting between these two. It is Colorado and Colorado State in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. The first meeting DRS since 2019. Colorado won that football game 52-31, but things were a little bit better for Colorado during that time. They were a one-win football team DRS last season. They have already doubled that, and you mentioned that Colorado tab on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They're one of a few teams in the country that the odds makers continue to update the win total it is now six and a half and the over has the juice DRS I'm looking at the total in this game Colorado State has played one football game only they had a bye week during the second weekend last year but they played against another Pac-12 team a good Washington State team that is now ranked Wazoo put up 50 points against Colorado State Mm. and Cam Ward the quarterback for the Cougs threw for 450 yards Shador Sanders has his passing yards prop reflecting that this weekend 338 and a half but I'm not sure who is stopping him DRS after 510 against TCU 393 against Nebraska we know this offense under Sean Lewis opened things up through the air keep an eye on Xavier Weaver Weaver excuse me the transfer from South Florida 
83 and a half his receiving yards number he has been over in both games including a buck 70 last week against the Cornhuskers I think Colorado airs it out I think we see more points out of the buffs I think we see a total over and I would go Xavier Weaver over 83 and a half receiving yards as my best bet Looking forward to it here. And is Colorado for real? Well, we might not really find out this week, and they should win comfortably. But over the next two weeks, the challenges get tougher out in the Pac-12. We're going to switch gears back and hit the NFL up next. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a little bit of a teaser here. All you Swifties out there, no, we're not talking about Taylor Swift. We are talking about a running back for the Philadelphia Eagles getting pay dirt. Come back and find out who we have on our radar on the prop market tonight for Thursday Night Football. Donnie and Ben will be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Things on the early line just feel right when Joe Ranieri is in the mix. And JR joins us here for the next two segments live right here on TEL. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wright's side there, and Joe Ranieri is the man in the middle. Fresh off his first appearance as the host on Game Time Decisions, he will be filling in on Wednesday evenings when Kevin Walsh needs the day off. Now, you guys can slander old K-Dubs as much as you would like, but the man works Saturday and Sunday on both college football and pro football today. I'm not saying, Joe Ranieri, you are not the hardest-working man at the Spiz Grizz, but, you know, it's good to have you there on Wednesday nights, and it's good to have you here on this Thursday morning on the early line. So uh, early returns, highest rated show uh, of the Yo. month so far. So uh, Walsh, feel free to take off as much as you like. And uh, Donnie and I both know you yeah. will, so don't worry. <laughs> Just- Listen, Joe, I just hope there were no angry comments in the YouTube chat. I hear that can happen from time to time on GTD. But this is TEL. And, Joe, let's get ready for week number two of the NFL regular season, beginning tonight in Philadelphia between the Eagles and the Vikings. Joe, the spread is nearly a touchdown. In fact, earlier this week, it was at seven in favor of the home team, Philadelphia tonight at the link. Now take off a hook. It is six and a half. The over over under is 48 and a half. Joe, do you think this game is more competitive than that six and a half point spread in favor of the birds might say? Uh, well, uh, the market certainly uh, does. And I think the market is moving towards Minnesota in that direction because they caught a whiff of what this injury report looks like for yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, we're talking about on the defensive side of the ball, the the linebacking and secondary are uh, going to be very thin here for the uh, for the Eagles. Not to mention when you got a Gainwell is going to be out. We've got a couple of offensive linemen uh, problem. I mean, James Bradbury, actually uh, one of the better members of that secondary with Blankenship. And nope, they won't have any of that, which is not good news when you consider who it is. They uh, the Eagles are going to have to cover in that secondary here tonight. 
And don't be fooled. Yes, the Eagles lost, but the Eagles beat themselves. They outgained Tampa. They pretty much out everything Tampa in that game. The problem was they turned the ball over three times, and that was ultimately the yeah. difference. But I think this is going to be a very competitive game, and I think the market is on to something. Joe, when you take a look at this game overall, too, just from a handicapping perspective, so many times like I look at it and say to myself, okay, if I have to take a side here, I would lean towards the Philadelphia Eagles being at home on a Thursday night game. But I know so many people out there have this preconceived notion that Kirk Cousins in prime time mm. is just a deal breaker. You're supposed to take each and every game as it is, but that's a pretty hard one to get around. When you handicap this game, is it anything of an angle saying like, hey, look at when the clock for this game is going to start. I just can't take the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Well, yeah, I mean, we can say that pretty much every game when it comes to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. But, uh, you know, last year, Donnie, we talked about it uh, leading up to the start of the season. How much more could go your way if you are the Minnesota Vikings last year, undefeated in one-score games, which feels like they played in a million of them? We know the regression was coming, and it did come, right, in game one uh, against Tampa last week because of the turnovers. But the reality is it still comes down to matchups, right? And right now, the Eagles are not 100%. Anybody who watched that Patriots game knows that the Eagles were lucky to walk out of Foxborough with a win there. They certainly didn't outplay offensively the New England Patriots. Yeah. That defense gave them some problems. And keep this in mind, too. You got a uh, new D, uh, D.C. there in Minnesota who likes to bring pressure. You got injuries on that offensive line. Jalen Hurts might be running a little bit here as uh, they uh, they bring the house and try to put as much pressure on him as possible. I think it's a good point, Joe. And I would like to make that point about Minnesota, their new defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, one of the best defensive minds in the entirety yeah. of the National Football League. Tampa won the game outright as a four-and-a-half-point underdog in the Twin Cities to start off the year. Minnesota did not look good by any means. Three turnovers, three incredibly costly turnovers, courtesy of Kirk Cousins. Penalized six times, well more than Tampa Bay, but they only allowed 242 yards in total offensively to Tampa Bay mm -hmm. and only 73 yards on the ground for the Buccaneers. The 242 of total offense for Tampa stands out to me because Minnesota was dreadful, and I mean dreadful, mm. last year defending anybody from accumulating a ton of yards they were the second worst total defense in the national football league allowing 389 yards per game it was a slight glimmer of optimism and a bad result for minnesota to start off 2023 but let's dive in to that quarterback comparison jalen hurts is an mvp front runner only threw for a buck 70 last week against new england his passing yards prop tonight 248 and a half that rushing yards number joe that you always pay attention to with jalen hurts mm -hmm. somewhere in the mid 40s kirk cousins passing yards prop is 262 and a half the injuries in a big way in a significant way to the birds secondary for a team that threw the ball 44 times last week kirk cousins threw for 300 and 34 yards that was 73 percent of their play through the air and last year joe 64 percent passing play percentage for the vikings third highest in the national football league do you think that is the plan of aerial attack tonight for minnesota and get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and we know they have a ton and I would anticipate with a problem at linebacker, and we knew this, right? I mean, even Donnie will tell you, we talked about it before the season. They're making all of these last-second moves, bringing in different linebackers, Philadelphia. They knew they were shorthanded there on uh, on the defensive side of the ball in that position. And now they've got to go up with, what, T.J. Hawkinson? Uh, they're going to have to go up to a guy that's going to roam right into the middle of the field. Uh, a lot of people love that prop of over the four-and-a-half receptions because he's going to get his here tonight uh they are thinking at the worst time now it's still early in the season but i fully anticipate that uh, kirk cousins will be airing the ball out and testing this thin group in the linebacking crew as well as the secondary of philadelphia and can i tell you that's where your playmakers are so go ahead air it out kirk cousins let's see how it goes tonight 
By the way, also, Joe, taking a look at this game, I mean, you're not getting any discounts here on Justin Jefferson. I mean, taking a look right now mm-hmm. at the FanDuel Sportsbook, his receptions prop your yards, 94 and a half. So you're basically penciling him in for 100 yards tonight. Now, also, when you take a look at last year, they didn't play so well in the second week of the season in primetime at Philadelphia, nope. only getting seven points, which was one touchdown pass and three horrible interceptions out of Kirk Cousins. But I want to take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles side of the equation tonight because some things that I love, and again, week one to week two, always interesting things that go into it because your eyes deceive you a little bit. I always like to take a look at guys that were underutilized in week one and what the coaches have to say. The Coming glaringly, coming out of the Eagles this week, Dallas Goddard, one of the best tight ends in football, wasn't mm-hmm. getting any looks last week. I believe he gets involved yeah. right away. And also, Kenneth Gainwell, as you pointed out, he's not going to play. Somehow he turned into Walter Payton of the offense last week for, for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's like, hold on. I thought you got Penny. I thought you got Swift. You have so many more options to use. He's down. So now it looks like Swift is going to get the start. I love Swift to score a touchdown. Talk to me about some betting options here, which maybe in week one you didn't see from a Philadelphia Eagles perspective. Who are you looking at tonight from an Eagles perspective to maybe hit pay dirt or also just have a great game on offense? Well, listen, I think Jalen Hurts has got to have a game. Uh, And and we should know, too. I mean, this is two new coordinators for Philadelphia, right? We've got a brand new offensive coordinator, Steichen's in Indy here, guys, right? You got a brand new DC going on. There are still, these dudes are still trying to figure it out. I thought it was a very vanilla game plan, albeit the weather conditions weren't great for Jalen Hurts and company there at Foxborough. It appears to be weather's not going to be an issue here tonight, but I do think Goddard got to be more involved. Jalen Hurts, got to be more involved. And what I mean by more involved is we know Minnesota is going to bring the pressure. They blitzed Baker Mayfield on about 70% of their plays in that game. But the problem was, and here's the big problem, they didn't get to him. And when they didn't get to him and he was able to get out of the pocket, that's where he was the most dangerous. We all know Jalen Hurts gets outside the pocket here. If you can't get to him, He's going to have a monster game here tonight, Donnie. Jalen Hurts has the best price to find the end zone this evening. Nope. It is minus 110. He did not score against the Patriots, but he had 13 rushing touchdowns a season ago, the second most ever by a quarterback in a single season in the history of the National Football League. Let's look at a couple of the targets. Dallas Goddard was the leading receiver for Philadelphia last year in this matchup against Minnesota, week number two on that Monday night. 82 receiving yards. To Donnie's point, only one target, zero grabs last week in the opener against New England. And there is a thought then, based on the props and the odds, that Philly secondary could be struggling tonight against Minnesota. 88.5 was the prop for Justin Jefferson yesterday. It's now 94 and a hook. Listen, he had nine grabs, 150 yards last week against Tampa Bay. Jordan Addison's number yesterday, when I grabbed it, 39 and a half up by three yards to 42 and a hook. He had 61 yards and a tud in his rookie debut. Other side, A.J. Brown, 75 and a half. Devontae Smith, 65 and a half. Both guys had seven grabs on 10 targets last week against New England. There is still so much to dive into here on this Thursday to get you ready for week number two of the National Football League regular season. Joe Ranieri, one of the best handicappers on the Space Grizz, gives us the early lines approach on the early line up next on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. 
Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live right here on the early line on this Thursday. This Thursday starts week number two of the National Football League regular season. Philadelphia, Minnesota tonight at the link in the city of brotherly love. But after that, of course, the second full Sunday slate of the year and a doubleheader on Monday night. Joe back with us live right here on the early line on this Thursday to look at the early lines for Sunday. Joe, an intriguing matchup is the next game up on the board right Right after Thursday night football. That's Green Bay and Atlanta, the Packers and the Falcons in the ATL. And I kid you mm-hmm. not, it is literally a pick'em. Minus 108 for Green Bay, a slight point and a half favorite on the spread. Minus 108 for the Dirty Birds, a total at 40 and a half. Joe, both of these teams, impressive in their week one victories. Green Bay on the road against the old rivals in Chicago beating the Bears for a ninth consecutive Mm -hmm. time. The start of the Jordan Love era. Atlanta hammering a divisional foe in Carolina, 24 to 10, covering as a three and a half point home favorite week number one. So Joe, with this game being a literal pick'em, minus 108 on the money line on both sides, what do you hope to learn from this Sunday in Atlanta? Well, we're going to uh, we're going to see if you ever watched paint dry, um, you're going to love this game, because if that Mm. is something uh, that you enjoy, um, this is going to be absolutely uh, terrible. And I say that simply because we have two teams that are at a crawling pace here. And that's exactly what they Mm. ran Now That score against Chicago for Green Bay wasn't exactly indicative of this well-oiled machine and offense. Although I give Jordan Love credit, right? Gets the win done. He starts the new uh, Green Bay Packer era off with a bang. But that was anything but efficient because now that Aaron Jones is out, and he was the single most explosive player on that field uh, for Green Bay, with him out, A.J. Dillon was awful. What do you get, 12 yards on, on nine carries? He was awful. They don't move the ball very well at a clip outside of the other team giving him the ball. And we know Atlanta, I mean, you, me, Donnie, we could have thrown the ball and completed passes further down the field than Desmond Ritter did. In fact, they wouldn't even allow him to try and push the ball down the field. Most of they didn't have to because they ran the ball and ran it well. I don't see how either offense is going to be doing much of anything. Now, Atlanta's defense isn't great, but you know what? It's going to be way better than what the Bears put out on the field there. And given the running games, uh, I, there is this is going to be ball control. This is going to be field goal city. Do not expect a ton of scoring, especially in the first half in this one. I agree with you in that. So you take a look at that 40-and-a-half number. It probably does factor in a little bit lower. And you're right about that. You take a look at the opening game where you had the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. My biggest fear in that game was, oh, no, look, he's not going to have any wideouts. We're going to have to lean on a running game. Your most explosive player in that game was Aaron Jones, who now has that hamstring injury, didn't practice yesterday. We all know how hamstring injuries can certainly affect the future prognosis of the player, which includes just this weekend getting on the field himself. Also, take a look at the wide receiver position. You know, Watson's probably going to be down as well but also flip it over to the other side of the football the Atlanta Falcons Desmond Ritter handled his business last week goes up against a rookie quarterback you know not turn the football over be efficient is he really going to be the future of the Atlanta franchise do you think here can they just have a guy that's like hey you know what I'll just play point guard pass it around or do they need to step up maybe in the future and get somebody else I know it's early in his career but talking about Ritter and what you think of his season's going to be here with the Atlanta Falcons I think he's another in this line of system quarterbacks where they are not asking him to do anything that 
they don't feel he can do. We've seen Garoppolo and Shanahan do this in San Francisco. I think Jordan Love is going to be part of that kind of crew. Uh, is he a Patrick Mahomes? Is he a game changer? Is he a Trevor Lawrence? Is he somebody that you can trust to play outside of himself when needed? No. He is a guy that here's the scripted plays. Here's what we need you to do. And that's going to be the best of it. That's it. Uh, and I think that's what you're going to get. And Arthur Smith is obviously the way he drafted, the way he's approached this team this year. It's going to be a running team. They are going to rely on the running backs and the uh, and the scheming in order to win games. So I don't think Ritter's ever going to be asked to do anything that Arthur Smith doesn't trust him to do. Therefore, late in games in the fourth quarter, uh, there's going to be some opportunities to uh, to bet against him, I think, in some games, because quite honestly, they're never going to ask him to have to come back and win. If they're playing from in front, it's one thing. But coming yeah. from behind, I uh, don't know that I have that faith in him yet. Although many people believe the National Football League is scripted, not everything goes according to plan each and every week. Desmond Ritter was very efficient against Carolina, 15 of 18, a buck 15, a touchdown, no turnovers, and maybe that's the most important thing. Tyler Algier, the second-year player out of BYU, two rushing scores, Bijan Robinson showing some flashes as well. As important, Joe, of a week two game as I think you will find up and down the Sunday slate in Cincinnati. The Bengals looked mm. atrocious in a divisional opener in the state of Ohio in Cleveland this past Sunday. 24-3, Joe Burrow threw for 82 yards. The Bengals have won the AFC North two straight years. If they start 0-2 in the division, boy, they will be behind the eight ball. Since he hosts Baltimore, Joe, in one of the best games of Sunday, now that number at a flat three. A key number, Joe, between Cincinnati and B Baltimore. Just how key is that three Sunday between the Bengals and the flock? Well, it's of course, it's going to be key. Uh, number one, it's a divisional rivalry. We got two teams here that know one another. But you better keep an eye on that injury report for Baltimore. Yes, we know they lost Dobbins. Oof. That was uh, that was terrible there. But they also might have lost uh, not only Ronnie Staley, but uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, too, on the offensive line. So now, all of a sudden, we lose a couple of offensive linemen, as well as your starting running back. Uh, yikes. I, the kid, Justice Hill, I thought, did a, uh, an admirable job along with Gus Edwards. But this is a rough start to the year here for the Baltimore Ravens, as far as the injuries go. Uh, they're already starting to pile up. And in the meantime, the Bengals... This is going to be another one of those games where if you're expecting a shootout, you're not going to get it. Not with uh, not with Cincinnati, who knows they played terrible. The defense wasn't that bad, but, you know, Anaruma there will have a game plan set to be able to limit anything that Lamar Jackson wants to do. I do anticipate we're going to get a better Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be a rock fight. Do not expect a whole lot of scoring in this one either and I do think it's going to come down to ultimately Joe Burrow in his hands final two minutes when an opportunity to win it and that's exactly what they'll do yeah, we'll see if that calf, certainly that injury, may be hampering him in game number one. We'll see if it was just a little bit of that rust that he can shake off here. Should be a good one there in the AFC North. Let's flip nope. it down south here. Kansas City and Jacksonville. Coming into this game, this line, a minus three-point favorite here for Kansas City. Now up to a three-and-a-half-point favorite here for Kansas City. A little bit of one of those buy situations, would I say a half of a buy, since they played on opening night. Get the rest up here. Travis Kelsey practicing back this weekend. We'll see if he makes it to the starting line. But let me ask you this question. We still expect big things from Kansas City. This is a great game here and almost maybe one of those measuring stick games for Jacksonville to see if they have arrived. Talk to me about this game in the Kansas City Chiefs. So many mistakes on opening night that if they just caught the football, they win that game. Hmm. Are we looking for a big bounce back performance here from Kansas City, Joe? So they played with without in game one, Kansas City, their two best non-quarterback players on the roster, right? So Kelsey and uh, and Jones there on the defense, uh, which, you know, Detroit ran the ball pretty successfully. Not too sure uh, they would have done that had Jones been in there. But now both of those guys are back. And listen, it, 
players dropping balls in the NFL level is nothing more than terrible luck and bad variance. Uh, and anybody that had a ticket on Kansas City, there's no way you watch that game and be like, well, Detroit really took it. No, Detroit was fortunate enough because of that variance to win that game. Now, KC's got to go on the road and extra time to prepare. Uh, call me crazy here, Ben. You want to give Andy Reid extra time to prepare for a team going on a road bouncing back from a loss and i love trevor lawrence i love peterson i love what they're doing there but there is a reason why they are laying a field goal on the road as a favorite here Uh, i think kansas city wins this one and uh and wins it convincingly after the bye, you could say, with the Pro Bowl leading into Super Bowl 57, Andy Reid and his Chiefs are now 29-4. and Andy Reid, at least, is 29-4, and his head coaching record straight up, following a bye. Not a full bye, of course, but some extra prep time playing last week on Thursday night. And I think the biggest adjustment Kansas City will make is you won't see Kadarius Tony on the field in Duval (laughs) County, at least not in critical spots. Speaking of adjustments, Joe, the entire 2023 campaign for the New York Jets needs to be reassessed. Zach Wilson, the starting quarterback, four game green the rest of the way as Aaron Rodgers is sidelined with the torn Achilles in his left leg for the remainder of this year. Speaking of a reassessment, that's what the odds makers are doing for the Jets as well. Nine and a half the number in favor of the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to host the New York Jets on Sunday at the Star. 39 and a half. That total even working down now for this game. Joe, now what for the New York Jets? How do you bet them, if at all, until you see Zach Wilson with a full week of preparation as the starting quarterback? Well, early on in the season, the argument can be made that defense wins games. Well, you're going to be looking at two of the best in this game here. So you're telling me a total of, what, 38 now? I don't even think this is 40 anymore as the total continues to drop. And you want to give me almost double digits for a team that you think, listen, if that was Zach Wilson of last year or the year prior, do the Jets win that game? The answer is absolutely not they don't win that game. They lose that game by 30, in fact, against Buffalo. So say what you want about them. I've already seen improvement. The simple fact, not expected to play. Four plays into the game, he gets thrown into the spotlight. And what does he do? He helps his team win that game. Now, the defense was special. I think the defense is going to continue to be special. That means the defense is going to keep this team in games that maybe they shouldn't be in. And ultimately, I love the value now the New York Jets are getting across the board, including this overreaction against a Dallas team that, oh, I'm sorry, did Dak Prescott light the Giants up? He wasn't asked to do anything. And the Giants defense... Ain't the Jets defense. Let's see right now if Dak Prescott uh, turns into the Dak Prescott of old where he can't yeah. help but throw the ball to the other team. Joe, Josh Allen had three. Here. Oh, go ahead, Donnie. Sorry. What are you, what are you, what what you stepping on my toes over there for? I mean, look. I'm look, just look, saying. I, I, I didn't mean to mean poke the bear I mean, there. <laughs> I mean, my goodness here. By the way, Zach Wilson is going to get that starting <laughs> job this week. Very rare to see of the FanDuel yes. Sportsbook. You know what his passing prop is here for touchdown passes? They're usually always listed at one and a half. He's at a half, what? Joe. Give me a quick yes or oh, no. Yeah. One touchdown oh. pass to cash a ticket for Zach. Did, did you see the Garrett Wilson touchdown? That's all I'm going to say. Because if you did, all he's got to do is throw the ball in the air, and he's got a chance of scoring a touchdown. Yeah, he doesn't even have to throw a good toss, and there might be a touchdown no. on the other no. side. Sorry, Donnie. Joe, thank you, though, so much for your time. As always, we appreciate it. We round out this second hour hearing from you next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. 
you're an owner. That means your priorities are vanguards too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um... We round out our second hour together live right here on this Thursday on the early line all across Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is all the Sports Grid Network, and that includes the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, now available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Listen, week number two of the National Football League regular season begins tonight. You need the Spiz Grizz app for all of our information and data to make you a better sports better the rest of this football season. It is smarter to be on sports. Donnie Wright, side and myself, Ben Stevens, bring that charge each and every day. And part of that assessment, DRS, is hearing from the good folks out there. We do that now. What is the best bet? For Thursday night football in Philly, we find out and fade the public. What is the best bet for TNF? Listen, DRS hit the old Riz Twiz on it, and it got the Philly crowd involved, it would seem, because the four options for you at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. What is the best bet for Thursday night football? Eagles covering as a six and a half point favorite. The Vikings covering as a six and a half point underdog. Over 49 and a half, or under that total that has dropped now to 48 and a hook. But because the Philly crowd is here in large part, DRS, more than 35% saying the Eagles as a six and a half point favorite. I mean, I like that too, but I'm going to fade the public in this spot. I'm going to go over the 49 and a half, which is actually 48 and a half now. I think both of these offenses Woo! should be able to score. It's a clear night in Philadelphia, a nice track to play, and I think they're going to get after it. Some key injuries in the right spots for the Eagles defense should help the Vikings move the football a little bit easier. Eagles going to win this football game, but we're getting points, Ben. We are. The only clouds you will see in the greater South Jersey, Philadelphia area is Donnie Wright's side on the back porch puffing mm -hmm. on a Cuban tonight because things are going to be mm -hmm. feeling good on a good night for Thursday night football entering week number two. Hour number three of the early line starts in just 55 seconds. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.